dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And we're back with another great edition of Blunt Business. Thank you all for listening to the show. You know, thank you so much for rating and reviewing the show. Thank you for listening in each and every, every episode. We're cranking out a lot of episodes for you, and I hope you get a chance to go through all of them. And hopefully you get your feedback from you. We'd love to go and hear about any people that you think we should have on the show or any feedback in terms of what you like about the show, what you don't like about it. I'd love to get any positive or negative criticism. I'd love to go and hear from you, our listeners. You can reach out to me at brasco at cannabisradio.com. Again, that's brasco at cannabisradio.com. Hope to hear from you soon. So here on Blunt Business today, we're going to talk with the CEO of the first ISO accredited cannabis lab in the world and the number one accredited cannabis testing lab in the state of California. I'm here with Aaron Riley, the CEO of CannaSafe. Aaron, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're doing wonderful. Thanks for making time. Let's talk about CannaSafe. They provide full-service testing for cannabis cultivators and distributors to ensure they're in full compliance with all regulatory requirements and that their products are safe and effective for use. And you currently are responsible for testing 25% of all compliant batches in the state. And you have to do that with the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, You have to do this with the wonderful coordination of (laughs) California's Bureau of Cannabis Control. Talk about your dealings with that bureau and what does full service testing entail? Got it. Yeah. So we, you know, we work with the BCC basically on a daily basis. We are out, you know, we have 15 plus uh, cars and samplers and, and how it works is we, we go to the distributor who has product, whether it be flour, gummies, vape carts. Um, and we take random portions of the batch. We tamper seal them and we bring them back to the lab where they begin, a, you know, a testing process um, where we test for heavy metals, pesticides, residual solvents. We check the potency, moisture. We check for, you know, bacteria, salmonella, E. coli. We check for fungus. Um, so we do eight, basically eight or nine panel tests on all, on all these compliance batches. Um, and the whole idea is we take a representative sample, we test it, and, you know, we're making sure that the, the product integrity, quality, you know, that there's no safety hazards for the public that's going to be consuming these products. Um, and then after we, we finish testing each batch, we send the results of that batch to the BCC and the client. Okay. So I'll tell you, I have been doing a lot of research just for a number of Blunt Business episodes. We've talked to various growers and others. We've talked a lot about quality control and testing. I mean, ad nauseum on this show. But Again, it's amazing all the kind of research I get for this, and this is where I'm going to hit you with some pretty good information. And I don't know if you've got it. I know I shared some of this with you before we got to the show, but again, the things I learned and the research I get here, just doing some real, just Google is amazing. Here's a story I found, a report that was put out by the Pharmacy and Therapeutics Community. I don't even, I've never heard of them before. It's titled Regulatory and Legislative Disparities with Cannabis Present Challenges to PNT Committees and Healthcare Providers. Now, in this report, they say 
Practitioners should be, I'm going to take a little time to go a little context here. Practitioners should be aware of the supply chain variability with medical marijuana. Many states require testing to ensure the products have the legal slash appropriate amounts of CBD and THC, as well as testing for contaminants, 11, 12. Uh, 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 The accuracy of lab testing for THC has been the subject of debate. In November, December of 2018, Colorado had a recall on marijuana products because of mold. Michigan had a recall on products in January 2019 for mold, yeast, bacteria, and chemical residue. Now, although cannabis has been labeled as medical, patients and healthcare practitioners must recognize the lack of good current good manufacturing practices, CGMPs, and industry standards that are associated with traditional medications approved by the FDA. Now, content various routes of administration product purity will continue to challenge professionals under this current system. There's no universal standard for testing in each state. California has seen negative stories as well regarding standards that have been set by the BCC. There's a lab, uh, Aaron, which I will not name, that had to surrender its business license after a state inspection discovered the company's lab director allegedly falsified cannabis product testing results for almost four months and that the Bureau conducted an inspection and officials found 22 of 66 required pesticides were not being tested for correctly, correctly because of a faulty instrument. So again, this was brought up by this community. What do you think about the concerns that are being raised? I mean, obviously, I don't think this is something you're having to deal with directly, but it should it might raise some concern about the testing in general by others. I would imagine. Absolutely, and I mean, we're all we're all tied in together. I mean, anybody in cannabis, like you know, us on the testing side, you know, anybody that's participating in the regulated regulated cannabis market is is all tied together. I mean, we're trying to change perception. Yeah. Um, you know, the industry, the industry has finally become publicly acceptable. Um, and we're all trying to change the perception. So, you know, the nefarious activity that you're referring to with the lab falsifying results, yes. not only does that make other labs look bad, but it makes the whole industry look bad. Um, and we, we're definitely conscientious of that. They're not the only lab that's been you know shut down after a BCC inspection. There's been probably about five, um, that that's happened to Jesus. two or three of them have been public. Other ones have kind of just been, you know, known in the industry where somebody wasn't, you know, wasn't performing a test correctly. They, they didn't have the right instrument to check for certain pesticides. Um, you know, they, they were falsifying results because you know, a client was, was pushing them for maybe a higher potency score so they could you know, better position or sell their product. So there's definitely a lot of that going on. I do think that it's diminishing. It's, it's, you know, the state, at least on the lab side, regulatory wise, has been very thorough with, with, you know, investigating people because we are, you know, we're kind of the intermediary between all of these products and the public, you know, and we have a, we have a duty to make sure that these products that we're testing are safe and that we report accurate results. For my, the, the, and that would normally be a question I would ask towards the end, but I thought it was necessary to ask you early on because I've talked to a number of uh, people interviewing for the show and through reporting we've done for several events, and this was something that was a lot of different people when it came to quality control testing, this was something they brought up. And I I didn't want to necessarily call anybody out on what they've told me, but I figured let me go ahead and back that up with actual reports. That was a report that stood out, and I thought you would be great to answer that. So I want to just make sure that point is made that there's a real seriousness behind the testing, and obviously you do take it seriously. And when you see that, 
um, you know, the concerns. And like you said, I like the fact that you are, as a community, that we need to go ahead and you know, regulate ourselves and make sure that kind of uh, that, that decline of uh, you know uh, issues that are that should not be happening are being corrected. So I would like to hear that, and I've heard a little bit about that in California. I would love to see that being eradicated altogether, and I'm I'm glad that you're on the forefront of that. Again, I'm here with the CEO of CanaSafe, Aaron Riley. Uh, got some more questions about you when it comes to uh, approval seals. Uh, when it comes to potent analysis, analysis of uh, different things between cannabinoids and terpenes, a lot of other things we'll talk about coming up on the other side of the break. First, you know, Blunt Business is proudly supported and sponsored by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It'll be in Miami August 3rd and 4th. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. Doctors, join us on Friday, August 2nd, the day before, for our physician training and certification program and take the exam to become a certified medical marijuana physician. Patients, see a medical doctor for your evaluation so you can quickly and easily get your medical marijuana card. Learn about the latest trends and techniques in digital marketing and plus get trained on SEO from the man that coined the term, Bruce Clay. Education, speed networking, keynotes, and a very interactive Wall Street-like exhibit space, like I call it, awaits you at the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's August 34th in Miami at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Log on to usccexpo.com. Secure your tickets today. Back with Aaron Raleigh after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 
garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with the CEO of CannaSafe, Aaron Riley, here on Blunt Business. Uh, Aaron, you've been working with Nature's Dream Incorporated. They're developers of the Canacopia mobile app, and they provide product-specific cannabinoid potency analysis, terpene analysis, and other relevant data, enabling this app to provide consumers with more accurate strain recommendations to ensure they have the experience they desire when consuming cannabis. What made you come together to collaborate with a strain finder based on test results, and how important is it for users to have that kind of information? Yeah, so... The, the Canacopia team actually came to us and, and, you know, great idea on their end. Yeah. Um, you know, basically they're, they're a platform that's more than just a, Hey, here's, you know, here's, here's some cannabis product that you can go buy at the store and whatever. Right. You know, th- their, their focus is to really educate consumers and, and not only to educate them, but to help them find something that, that works for them. Um, you know, so I thought it was a great idea and, and they're, they're also using science as a basis for that, not just, Hey, here's, you know, we recommend this product cause you know, so-and-so is paying, you know, spending marketing dollars on our platform. And it's like, no, you want to, you, you're looking for a cannabis strain or a vape cartridge that'll help you, you know, sleep at night. So you want to look for something that has, you know, the terpene myrcene and that's a, that's an indica. So, you know, for, for us, any time that, that we can support um, or be part of something that supports, you know, consumer education backed with science, we're happy to do that. And I think that, you know, the Canacopia team has been very creative in their idea. It's great. And, and that's what, you know, that's, that's what I see the future consumer that comes into cannabis wanting is, is really being focused on, a, you know, results of the product that they're taking rather than just being so excited to try anything cannabis. Also, to take a little bit of the work off the bud tenders, I mean, we can usually use them to help out more in terms of just, you know, curating and getting whatever they need. But, you know, again, we've heard a lot about and studies about the importance of really people that are coming into a dispensary or learning more about what to consume, that they get more educated. And I'm obviously what can I cope and what you're doing, that's definitely what is what you're trying to do right there. Now, all the tested products that CannaSafe does, they're branded the CannaSafe seal of approval. And that's supposed to show, build awareness and promote CannaSafe as a leading testing facility in the U.S. Talk to me about what gets goes behind that seal of approval. What does it ensure? I mean, are there other states that are looking to uh, adapt with the CannaSafe seal of approval? Yeah. So you know, currently, obviously, we, we you know we're respected and have you know a pretty sizable market position in California, um, and we are working on our you know our expansion plan that's going to include other states. Um, it's going to include CBD on on the national front. Um, and yeah, cause we have, you know, our, our whole initiative is, you know, behind our company is, is we want to become, you know, nationally and globally recognized as a seal of approval for, for cannabis products. Almost like when you buy a diamond, you know, you want to see a GIA report, um, you know, to make sure that you know what you're getting and, and they've, you know, they've kind of become the respected lab in that, that segment. We're, we're looking to do the same thing in cannabis. Very interesting. All right. Now. One of the things, and this is, everything sounds well and good to do testing for, you know, properly procured and actually, you know, legal and medicinal cannabis. But then there's an issue that every time I talk about California, I don't like talking about it, but there's no choice to mention, but it's the black market. 
So I want to bring this story up. Just recently, the New York Times profiled the California cannabis market, and they had reporting from law enforcement officials that continue to uncover illicit marijuana farms in Northern California. And in Southern California, hundreds of illegal delivery services and cannabis dispensaries, some of them registered as churches, serve a steady stream of customers. And in Mendocino County, north of San Francisco, the sheriff's office recently raided an illegal cannabis production facility that was processing 500 pounds of marijuana a day. Now, the BCC, Bureau of Cannabis Control, we've been referring to on the program, they've received around 7,500 complaints, most of them about illegal operations, and has sent out more than 3,000 letters ordering illegal businesses to shut down. Has there been any response as of late on curbing the black market that still poses a major problem in California? Any word from Sacramento, the BCC? What are you hearing? Yeah, obviously it's an ongoing battle. I mean, we're we're in a market, and we recognize it too. I mean, we're only like one eighth compliant. I mean, if you look at the production of California's cannabis and products, only like you know sixteen to maybe twenty percent of the market is actually compliant. Um, you know, the biggest indicator of that was the the Q one surprise of this year when the when the state was like, wow, we didn't we didn't get nearly as much tax dollars as we thought. And it was kind of, you know, all of us in the industry kind of laughed a little bit. It's like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you thought everyone was going to just start following the rules. Right. Um, Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Um, You know, but yeah, so we're dealing with the market that's one eighth compliant, you know, one eighth of the products are going through the, the, the regulated avenues. The rest of them are, you know, whether they're, you know, staying in California or being exported illegally. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of the business. I think everybody's cognizant of it and enforcement's going up. One of the biggest factors for that, I think, you know, are, are things that the state could do to alleviate that would be maybe a, a window of greatly reduced tax burden. Um, Cause that's right now, that's, that's the black market incentive is you don't have to pay taxes um, on, on multiple levels. One is if you're running a legal business, you're not paying 280E, which is, is a very hard tax on cannabis operators that, that basically you can't deduct any normal business expenses. Um, only growers are able to really deduct their cost of goods sold involved in the growing process. But if you're like a distributor, for instance, you don't get to deduct your payroll. You don't get to deduct your office expense. The only thing you can d- deduct is your cost of goods sold. Um, so from a competitive standpoint, it makes it tough. Um, and then you also have all the different taxes on the product. You have a tax you know, a, a tax per pound on flour, a tax per pound on trim, you have the retail taxes, you have distribution taxes, you have local city taxes. So I think the most effective way to combat the black market would be to, to have some sort of window where you, you ease people into the taxes. I mean, uh, you know, on a federal level, once 280E disappears, it, you know, becomes more, you know, the, the operating climate for cannabis operators becomes more competitive. And I think that the best way to, to shrink the black market quickly would be for states mm-hmm. to recognize that and have and have a window for um, operators to, to come in the regulated market with, without the significant tax burden that you have now. And let me tell you, uh, I, and, and the blame is on California, because on top of the fact that they are not controlling the black market and enforcing, if they want to get their tax dollars, then get the, get the criminal element out of this. I don't know why they're not. Then... There's the track and trace system, which I talked about on a previous episode, a vast computer platform that would monitor products throughout the market. So out of 4,000 licensed growers, 7% or 254 growers are using the system to track and trace. So they're not even thinking, they're not even like doing with that. And it's, 
ridiculous. What a horrible job the state has done. I'm going to say it because I'll I'll do it on the show. They're doing a horrible job of just trying to regulate or do right by the owners to make sure they get their cut and make sure you take care of yours. It should be a a help me help you situation, but it's not. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't understand it, but I mean, that's what it is. And, you know, and they're, even the state law, they said you're supposed to provide data points for different stages of commercial activity, including but not limited to cultivation, harvest, processing, distribution, inventory, and sale. But it's not being implemented. And this is, again, it's a big, a big state to worry about. And I hope the Bureau hears this program and says, you know what, we need to do something better about it. This is the, the kind of headlines that, you know, California and the Bureau, they, they should be embarrassed by it, and hopefully they'll make changes to it. I really hope so. So in the meantime... Yeah, I, I mean... I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they did a really good job at rolling out the you know the temporary licensing process, at yes. least on the state level. The local levels took a while, and I think you know where we're at now is just, unfortunately, they didn't have enough staff or resources to, to handle all these people, and that's why, like you said, everyone's frustrated because, like, great start got everybody licensed and yes. now all the license expiring people aren't on the track and trace so you know whatever they whatever they need to do whether it needs to be more human resources or, or whatnot they do need to they do need to kick it in gear i mean because basically aaron you could say you guys at canada say well it's not our fault <laughs> it's like it's not come on guys help us out yeah. here really that's what we really want yeah. to come down to so again i'm here with aaron yeah. raleigh the ceo of canada safe i'll be back with uh some awards uh giving We'll talk about that in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Aaron Riley, the CEO of CannaSafe here on Blunt Business. So not only are you doing seals of approval, Aaron, you're also hosting 
the the cannies i love it it's your first annual awards party which is honoring the industry's safest most accurate and highest quality brands what made you decide to put this together and why what would you want this award to signify so this so everyone always asks us what's the highest potency product you ever tested and what which one had the most terpenes and all that so you know for, for us it, it was a combination of two things. One is let's tell people what those products were based on compliance batch tests. And also, you know, as a client appreciation event, you know, we're, we're grateful that we have a lot of awesome clients, you know, many of the top brands in California. So it was, you know, it's kind of an opportunity to, to celebrate them, their successes, um, and, and make, you know, make it fun and give some awards out in, in terms of, you know, which flower out of all the thousands of flower batches that we tested last year, which one actually had the highest potency. Um, you know, make it, you know, it's obviously it's a competitive thing for, for them and our clients. And, you know, it was, it was it's all fun and good nature. It actually turned out really well. Um, I think it was one of the, it was definitely one of the top industry events I've ever been to, you know, definitely the, the most significant one that we've hosted, but we had great feedback and, you know, we're looking forward to doing it again next year. Fantastic. So uh, again, Aaron, I really do appreciate you coming on and talking to us about all these questions. There's just so much to be said about, um, uh, what California could do better. And again, I could probably ramp on for an hour on here about that. But uh, either which way, um, take a couple minutes here and talk to your listeners about uh, CannaSafe and how they can learn more about what you're doing. Uh, get us, take a little insight of what else you're doing right now at CannaSafe and what people can be looking forward to and how they can learn more. Got it, yeah. So, I mean, our, our main focus right now is, is, is obviously making sure products are, are safe. You know, we're growing our business. We're gonna be opening a NorCal location. Um, currently we're on, you know, we're working on, you know, working with our clients to, to, to be present and observed on their packaging so the consumers can start to recognize, oh, hey, this is a, this is a CannaSafe tested product. I know that, you know, CannaSafe, you know, our, our history from being the first ISO accredited cannabis lab in the world and maintaining that to present. I mean, even currently, you know, it's 2019, there's only two labs, you know, in California that have the full accreditation, you know, as required by the state. Um, and you know, we're happy to be one of those. Um, and from a quality perspective, we've gone above and beyond. We have a full, you know, dedicated quality team that basically makes sure that, you know, that we're doing what we say we're going to do and we're holding, you know, our, ourselves to the highest standard possible. But in the future, we will be expanding in California. We'll be expanding in other States. Um, we'll be expanding in the CBD market. We look to make the same impact, especially with the pending federal regulations that are going to affect, um, you know, how CBD products, and uh, biomass is handled and tested. We're, we're gonna be looking to make a significant impact in that space. Um, and really, I mean, our, our goal at the end of the day is, is to be recognized as a trusted laboratory for businesses to send their product to and for consumers to recognize when they're purchasing a product that's been tested by us. Now, another thing I noticed, which I wanna go back and uh, make mention of is, um, I saw a story from Green Entrepreneur that was mentioning about uh, there's people, millennials launching their cannabis careers with summer internships. And I noticed that one of the things that was mentioned was about how CannaSafe was making that available. And the job market's getting great. Uh, I saw there now, BDS Analytics, they mentioned the U.S. cannabis industry that in California, there are over 38,000 people directly employed by cannabis firms and 18,000 more holding, holding indirect uh, jobs. And so talk to me about the opportunities for those in California, if they're looking to get into the cannabis industry, they want to, you know, they might have uh, some kind of a science or engineering degree and they might want to, you know, might make their way into the industry and they might be able to go ahead and do an internship with uh, 
CanaSafe. Is that something that's still available now? And um, how can people learn about that? Absolutely, yeah. So, the, I mean, the best way to learn about that is in terms of if you're if you're wanting to be an intern in the cannabis space, especially in, in the lab side of it, is you can email us info at csalabs.com. Um, and it's absolutely still an opportunity. You know, we love bringing in young, exciting people um, and, you know, helping develop them and, and, you know, potentially having an influence on what their long-term career initiatives are. So we are offering in, internships this, this summer. We've got, you know, some unique positions from uh, sampling, which you go and you pick up samples from the distributor. Uh, we've got some some lab positions depending on uh, what what the technical degree and experience of students are. We've got lab assistant. We've got lab techs. Um, and we actually, it's, it's pretty exciting. This is the first year where we're actually bringing back people who were interns last summer. So we wow. had we had uh, you know, we, yeah we had four or five interns last summer. They did great. We said, hey, if you know after you graduate, which they've just graduated, um, you know, in May, um, we said, hey, come back. We'll have a job. We'll have a job for you, and uh, you know they're going to be starting their their careers at CanSafe here in the next month. That's um, fantastic. So it's a pretty cool opportunity. That's so great. I'd love to hear that. By the way, if you want a little more incentive, folks, I'm going to help Aaron here real quick. Uh, BDS Analytics also forecasts that nearly 100,000 Californians will be employed by the industry by 2021. And I get this entry level jobs in cannabis starting between anywhere between 30 and 40,000 a year. That's uh, very positive right there. So, hope, I, you know, Again, everybody knows, go ahead and hit that email. So please give the email one more time for those that are just writing that down so they'll know where to go reach out to you for that. Yes, it's info, I-N-F-O at csalabs.com. And you can also reach out through our website, www.csalabs.com. Fantastic. So Aaron, I really, thanks again for making time to join us and giving us all this great information. And thank you for, you know, raising the bar on quality testing to make sure that, Hopefully all of California will comply and we'll get past uh, something more than just 18%. Yeah, I think we'll get there in the future. I mean, it just, everything takes time. And, and you know, as you mentioned with the state, I mean, even with ourselves, as, as big as we are and as fast as we're growing, you know, it, it does take time to build that infrastructure, you know, to even accommodate everybody uh, doing what they, what they say they're going to do. So we're actually, you know, we're working on, you know, massive expansion and really solidifying our foundation so that we can accommodate all of those folks that, that decide to transition from the black market to the regulated market. Wonderful. So again, Aaron Riley, CEO of CannaSafe, we really appreciate you being on. Again, Blunt Business is presented by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's coming up August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. Make sure to learn more at usccexpo.com. We'll have education, networking, keynotes, exhibit space, a huge exhibit space, which will be full to the gills and loaded with different uh, people that will be there, different exhibitors, hundreds of exhibitors, thousands upon thousands of attendees will be there. We want you to be there too. Get your ticket to come join us in Miami, August 3rd and 4th, usccexpo.com for more information. Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can download past episodes. Go to cannabisradio.com first. That's where you know that's our home. So you can subscribe to the show as well on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever you prefer to call it. Remember to rate and review us. Give us a five star if you will, please. Also find us at Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.